This week on the Throncast, we recap Heir to the Empire and Dark Force Rising and talk about all the loose plot threads we're waiting to tie up in The Last Command. Gather around Storyteller 3PO, it's time for the Throncast. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the Commander. Previous attacks were clumsy. But this one was swift. Precise. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Hello, and welcome to the Thrawncast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we're recapping Heir to the Empire and Dark Force Rising and looking forward to The Last Command. Joining me on this legendary journey are my co-host, Brian. Hello. Matthew. Hello. Amanda. Hello. And Tyler. Hi. And we are back. We have a new mixer in the studio. Uh, so uh, we are back. His name is DJ Funk. <laughs> and he's, real, he's here to mix some some sweet tunes for you guys. At, <laughs> oh at this point, I will oh my God. <laughs> oh, dear God, Matthew. At this point, I would like to thank our Patreon subscribers because, yeah, I had to <laughs> shell out 200 bucks for this. So uh, thank you. Thanks for keeping us covered. Yeah, see, we actually use this for for uh, podcast purposes and not just buying ourselves stuff. We purchased a new mixer on the fly so we could come back and give you our thoughts and continue on this journey through the uh, legends because we have to be finished by the time Star Wars Celebration happens because Timothy Zahn is going to be at Star Wars Celebration officially. Yay! Nice segue, Nancy. I know, right? That, that was that really was good. That was really well executed. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a segue if you don't call it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Timothy Zahn announced earlier today that he will be at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, so if you are going to attend, uh, keep your eye out on the Delray Facebook page and Twitter page um, because they will be uh, tweeting out schedules for author signings um, and panels feature it for all the authors so um i know they usually do signings at their booth um and they will be selling the books the uh thrawn at celebration so if you haven't bought it yet i was gonna ask if it would i don't dates are not in my head so i didn't know if it would be out by <laughs> it then is or not. actually coming out the tuesday before celebration begins so wow it's, it's like they planned it that april way. 11th it's like everybody <laughs> has to read it on the plane and then you have to be super careful about spoilers in the convention floor yeah um <laughs> i will punch someone if they spoil it um nancy's not kidding either she will thrawn end you luke skywalker's father <laughs> i can't believe thrawn is snoke 
<laughs> hey, that people believe No, guys, that. that's me. I'm Snoke. <laughs> I Five thought po- it was Nobody Millicent. believes me. I've been saying this for a year. Like, I, I came right out and admitted it when Force Awakens came out. It's me. I'm Snoke. Everyone can stop arguing now. I thought... And, uh, like, I, I, I'm sorry, but Matthew gets five points for a Simpsons reference there. Well done, Matthew. Thank you. It's it like was one a of Simpsons three reference? Sim- <laughs> one of three Simpsons references I can drop at a moment's notice. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, so um, definitely uh, check out um, for when Zahn will be appearing at Celebration. And uh, I am excited because hopefully this means they'll be making a Thrawn poster, which I can pick up a copy or several uh, to hang in my house. So I'm very excited. And yeah, we have two days to read the book before celebration starts. I mean, what you really want is a high-res poster of Thrawn with arms from Rebels, right? Well, yeah, but (laughs) I'm not going to be picky. Thrawn. I do have to say that my fascination with the Rebels Thrawn in comparison to Legends Thrawn, has been really interesting for me to analyze as an outsider perspective and from an insider perspective as an inside my own brain. Very, very, very confusing. <laughs> but I'm just going to go okay. with it. It's okay. You're among, you're among friends. I'm just going to go <laughs> with it. I mean, I never... Thrawn thirst. I never liked Thrawn before. I like, I mean, I liked him as a villain, but he was obnoxious. But now you like, like I him. I do like, like him. Oh. <laughs> oh. I hope he asked me to the dance. Hey, no kink shaming here, people. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. Um, We are having one of those during Star Wars Celebration. People should uh, remember to get their tickets for the Drowning in Moonlight Gala, and there might be someone there dressed as Thrawn who you can indeed dance with. Oh, yay. That would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) It is a cosplay-encouraged party, after all. Yes, someone. I would love to see your best Grand Admiral Thrawn at the gala. Oh, there's going to be so many Thrawns at Celebration, it's going to be great. Okay. So many Thrawns. So (laughs) many Thrawns. Throng. That's thrawn. that's the episode title. So many throngs. So many throngs. Thank you, Rogue Padron. Uh, so yeah, we are recapping Heir to the Empire and Dark Force Rising today, and um, so I figured what we would do first is talk about the characters because they are my favorite parts of this series. Uh, when the when Heir to the Empire initially came out, it was billed as the continuing adventures of, you know, the continuing s- s- uh, sequel for, you know, Return of the Jedi and like, you know, continuing Luke and Leia and Han's story. Um, but Legends, I think, became what it was because it didn't just continue Luke and Leia and Han's storyline, but it created all of these new characters and... I don't know if if it the EU would have gotten as big as it did if it didn't go from what for lack of a better word expand <laughs> what we saw in the original trilogy. So um I I I beg to differ. Oh, let's have an argument. Well, I just I'm looking <laughs> at I'm coming at this as a Star Trek fan and like the, the Star Trek literature uh world has been very robust uh mm-hmm. since since the 70s um and they're not 
until very recently, they weren't really allowed to sort of step outside the box. You know, every every novel had to sort of be an episode where it everything returned to status quo at the end. And that could be kind of limiting, but it didn't like it didn't stop the books from selling like hotcakes. I, I, I mean, you know, you can make arguments either way as to which way you like better and, and you know, which works better when you're dealing with, you know, a, a universe that has, you know, canon and non-canon and what, you know, the mushy area in between. But uh, but I think I think Star Wars would have would have succeeded even if the uh, the the universe hadn't expanded the way it did. I like I that it expanded so. the way it did, but I, I, I do think I was that... reading those Star Trek books for a long, long time. Yeah, I, I, I think and, I and think they, they got pretty terrible pretty quickly. Like you'd get a gem in there every once in a while, mostly when Peter David wrote it. Um, but because of the rules of how you had to start and end the crew where you found them and make no significant changes in the books so that they could all be quasi canon with an ongoing TV series and film series. They got a little lame kind of quickly. It was definitely limiting. Um, and, although and it I'd... took Legends a long time to get that lame. I mean, unless you have to find that, which I don't. Because they were allowed pretty... to make changes. And they Legends. were allowed to develop those characters and introduce new characters that stuck around, which was something Star Trek never allowed those authors to do. Um, so it yeah. took Legends a long time to to start sucking like the, some of those Star Trek books. And I will not name names, but I read some that I was like, why did I spend eight dollars on this paperback? My life, and it's no good. And see, um, I would argue that Star Trek books that sucked sucked because they were written by authors who suck. And I would also argue that Legends was pretty hit and miss from from the get go. <laughs> Crystal Star. <laughs> Crystal Star. I mean, even even before that, you had some some. Jedi Academy trilogy. Jedi Academy trilogy. (laughs) Courtship of Princess Leia. I mean, (laughs) I think this. Okay, okay. Seeing as I've been trying to get through the Courtship of Princess Leia again, why writing this article? (laughs) Because I'm writing a really great article about how it could have been a fantastic book, and they missed a dozen opportunities to make it a fantastic book, Um, and instead we got what we got. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to finish reading it to get all of my citations, (laughs) and 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 it hurts. I, the moral here is hire good writers. Yes. <laughs> and the yes. rest will follow. Well, I think I think, you know, Legends benefited because it was allowed to, you know, take the story in a new direction and, you know, they they can't do that now because the, the you know, the movies are dictating where the story goes and, you know, that's the way it should be, not saying, you know, that's bad. But, um, you know, Legends did have that benefit where there were no movies, so they could do what they wanted, which was both bad and good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely agree that it made for much more interesting storytelling. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, I've enjoyed the Star Trek series a lot more since they've they've opened it up. Right. And like they're not saying it's canon, but they're also, you know, saying basically do whatever you want. Um, right. And so like they we have like a. a season eight of deep space nine basically and a season eight of voyager and a season whatever of of tng um and like they're they're adding new characters and and moving things around and playing with that universe and i definitely think that that's more interesting it just becomes a problem if you do want to bring it back to canon and then things start 
colliding with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I, as we saw, as we saw in this book, and and some of the the contradictions with the uh, with the prequels. Yeah. I, I do wonder though, could you have really kicked off a Star Wars literature line without it being branded as a continuation, only because um, Star Wars was in a state of dormancy uh, that I don't think Trek really was for no that's good that's very true like star trek i mean even in the 70s you had the animated series and and like you know since the uh you know the first movie came out in 79 and then you know a few years after that you had them developing tng so i mean yeah there was there was definitely a a lack of star wars um, that I'm sure contributed to to you know Lucas and whoever agreeing like yeah go do whatever you want you know it's not canon but you know knock yourselves out because I mean we saw what like a a status quo Star Wars book universe would have looked like it was the Han Solo books and the Lando Calrissian books and Splinter of the Mind's Eye yeah yeah Splinter of the Mind's Eye but you know those daily books have a very solid reputation oh, yeah, I love, was, yeah I love they're great the daily books. books. Uh, I they, love the daily books. They're definitely they, different books, though. Yeah. yeah, and they're and they're, you know, you can only do so many of those before. Yeah, it gets it starts to get a little limiting. Yeah. So going around the horn, um, who was your far, who was your favorite new character from the series? I will go first. <laughs> uh, my favorite character from the series is. Mara Jade. What? <laughs> really? I know you're very surprised by this. <laughs> um. So yeah, Brian. Uh, it was Card for me. Ah, oh, yeah, that's my second one. If it's yeah, not Ca- Mara, Card was. He's a freaking information broker slash smuggler. Yeah, that's that's all sorts of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, B- Matthew. Um, Mara. Yes. Um, I, I really liked <laughs> her, her, you know, it, I, I did not ship them, I will say, but I, that like thought didn't even occur to me. Um, but like, I, I did really enjoy her, her relationship with Luke and like, you know, as a impressionable, you know, 11 year old reading this, like, you know, Ooh, angry, mean redhead <laughs> was, uh, shall we say formative, <laughs> Uh, well, see, all 11-year-old boys should read this book and like Mara, because then they'll grow up to be men who appreciate strong women. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I will say that Card is a close second for yeah. the reasons that Brian outlines, yeah. because that's that's really cool. Amanda. Um, you know, as much as I love Mara, and when I read this in junior high, Mara was definitely the Apex new character for me. I'm going to have to go with Garm. Ah. Oh, good, good choice. I like, <laughs> I like that he's someone with deep backstory that connects to all of these characters that we know and love. He's somebody that you could easily fanfic what he was doing throughout the original trilogy, running in the background of everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he has this sort of mysterious past with Mon Mothma that may mm-hmm. or may not be shippy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love... How he basically took his ball and went home and said he wasn't going to play anymore. Um, (laughs) And then came back and sort of sat there and gave just a tiny bit of salt about, um, is this an official request? (laughs) I still can't get over that. What a a baby. (laughs) I really love 
knowing that these books were the beginning of legends, I really love setting up what this character's whole arc could be. There's a lot of potential in him and I really like him. Yeah. And finally, Garm, Garm is really well written. Yeah. Even if he is obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do have to say, I said card instead of Mara just because you'd said it first, but yeah, it was Mara for me too. No, no, no. You can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and Tyler, our newbie, what about you? Is it cliche if I say throw on? No. It's not. <laughs> um, it's 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 on brand. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, then I would I would say Thrawn. Um I'm sure that also has to do with the you know, just the, his prevalence right now and the fact that I've never really been exposed to him before. Um but yeah, he's just he's a cool character. Yes. He's just he's a he's a good interesting character and there's a lot you can do with him and I'm and I hope they go into that um mm-hmm. with the new book um yeah. and whatever they decide to do with him later on. Yeah, um, he, he's a he's a good character, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, this yeah, you know, that that's the one. This is a good book. This is a good character. I'm very <laughs> diverse in my opinions. One of the things I've been uh really interested in um reading this time around and uh is i really appreciate that zon never gives us thrawn's point of view that it's always through peleon's eyes because it makes him that much more mysterious yeah i was just thinking about that actually and how if the thrawn book is from thrawn's point of view how i don't know it'll I don't think it will be because if no? you read the this uh, little synopsis that came up, they mention um, Thrawn has like a a, a mentee, uh, Eli Eli something. Yeah, yeah, a protege of yeah. sorts. And I'm thinking that's the character that we're gonna get Thrawn through. Oh, um, I hope that's the case. That's, that's yeah. excellent. Yeah, I I don't know. It would feel it almost feel like a violation to to go inside. Of yeah, I mean, on the or, not a violation, but like <laughs> be a letdown. Almost, yeah, you know. I mean, because I can... whatever we've concocted of like what Thrawn's like inner world is like, like I don't think even Zahn could like duplicate that on the page. Well, to, half to half the fun with half the fun with Thrawn is the reader trying to figure out the machinations that he's putting in play. Yeah. So getting in his head kind of, yeah, it kind of spoils that. Yeah. It would, it would, it would spoil the pudding. Yeah. I feel, to, and considering he, he kept that, uh, way of writing Thrawn throughout all of, all of the books in which Thrawn appeared. Um, mm. I, I feel like that's something he would want to keep, keep up with if they if they let him which i i don't know why they wouldn't <laughs> if it works right. that way um and even if you look at rebels uh the way rebels is filmed um we never really get thrown by himself he's always with callus or constantine or yeah, you're price always, you're always experiencing thrawn through another character nearby yeah, yeah. and uh um Go ahead. No, go ahead. 
I was going to change the subject. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I, even though uh, he didn't come up, I, it makes me really appreciate Peleon <laughs> and, <laughs> and how he's just like, just trying to do his job and Thrawn is confusing him and then Sabioth is such a jerk and he just wants to kick him out and doesn't understand why they have to let him in the little club. <laughs> Paleon has delighted me this read through. Like yeah. I've never like fully appreciated Paleon for like what a fully realized and nuanced character he is, mm-hmm. and it's just expressed in a million little different ways. But uh, but since we are talking about characters and point of view, what I was gonna say is that I really appreciate the way that Zahn writes Sabioth, mm-hmm. uh, and like you 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 really get that sense that you know he's he's not necessarily full tilt evil but he is crazy pants and yes. like you just dip you just, and and like our looks inside Savia's head are, are mercifully brief and that's really <laughs> all you need you know you don't need page on page on page of 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 you know crazy pants Savioth. but uh but i really like the way that, that zon just occasionally dips inside his pov to to give us a look inside that uh that ball of crazy agreed i I really appreciate that he is a unapologetic villain, but believes so much that what he's doing is right because they have all this power and they're supposed to use it. Uh, It's not like, I believe I'm doing good. It's literally like, we have this power and uh, we've been granted it, so we're going to use it. (laughs) <laughs> Plus, he's got the persecution complex yeah. that comes from you know actually having been persecuted. So you know, <laughs> there's a there's a level of of understanding to it that uh, that Zahn is able to to get across to the reader, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, for the uh, movie characters, uh, was wondering what plot lines you really you enjoyed this time around or in Tyler's case the first time uh I obviously the character I always read for is Luke but I'm actually finding myself re- <laughs> surprise after surprise right? this episode <laughs> but I actually am really uh finding myself liking Leia's plot line a lot more this time around um and this was even um you know before <sighs> Carrie Fisher's untimely death and that putting everything into a whole new perspective. Even before then, I was I was really paying attention to Leia and how even though she's separated from the rest of the cast a lot through this series, I feel like that was a really good decision because it lets her shine and do what she does best. Um and when I was younger, I used to like find myself rushing through all the chapters that uh, you know, were other characters, and this time I'm like, like the chapter when um, she's on Honiger and finds out that the Empire has been poisoning the planet. I just, I loved that so much this time around, and I was like, ah, oh, Leia's righteous fury is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go to Amanda now because I know she's gonna say the same thing. <laughs> um, why, why, yes, Space Twin. Um, in fact. Um, not only do I love Leia's plotline through this book, but I've read these books two times before. Once when I was in junior high, 
um, and the other time when I was a young adult. And this is the first time I've read this since being in this season of life. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I cannot overstate the degree to which pregnant Leia has influenced me as a human being that like I would not have have realized before. Um, I don't know how much our listeners know about this group of people on this podcast, but several of us are uh, creators of fiction. Um, Some of us even made part of our living doing that of late. Um, And we talk a lot in writing circles about representation and why representation matters and why you need to see yourself on the page and on the screen. Um, And this was it for me in Pregnant Women. And I don't think I knew that. Yeah. It's... But literally when I was pregnant and people started trying to treat me like I was sick or like something was wrong with me, <coughs> I did not know at the time. But now that I'm rereading it, I'm seeing that this is where that came from. That I was like, nope. Yeah. Compare yeah, I, mean, I this... skated until I was like 34 weeks pregnant. Like, wow. I, because that's what I did. I'm like, no, my body's not telling me to stop. I'm not stopping. Um, that we are by the end of the last command, we're talking about a teeny tiny woman who's seven months pregnant with twins. And uh, she's still out basically running the galaxy, kicking ass, taking names and telling other people to sit down and shut up when they don't know what they're talking about. And I love and shooting things. And, um, you know, somebody wakes her up unexpectedly and she bisects him with a lightsaber. Like, <laughs> yes. The thing. Like, okay, she does powerful. his bike. <laughs> yeah, I. I really appreciate that, especially in comparison to the way Mara was written during her pregnancy much later on during the New Jedi Order series. Yeah, but they gave Mara that stupid disease. Exactly, and... because they didn't know how to write her. <laughs> and, and it was stupid. The, yeah. That whole disease was dumb. It was. Like, just, can we erase that whole disease? Yes. Please. We did. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's no longer canon. That Good job, us. No <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, w- women are not represented enough in Star Wars as it is. And older women uh, are definitely not represented as much. And Leia here is, I think, 28. So, I mean, she's not that old i mean i would kill to be 28 again right now I know, right? like sign me up for 28 um that sounds really funny. i would love to be as fat yeah. as i was when i thought i was fat <laughs> when i was 20 but you know it's you know it's still like she's a she's an adult she's married and having babies and you know there aren't a lot of mothers in star wars unfortunately uh and that's one of the reasons why i like the aftermath book so much is because the two protagonists are you know women in their 40s and you know they're not you know 19 or you know you know what they become older women and then that they're done or you know nora has kids and then she's done no she has a kid and then she goes off and fights the rebellion and then you know makes that with Wedge and Tilly's who's like half her age and go she Nora. Is a fierce cougar, I know. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Um but yeah, I I agree with you completely and I think I think now it's like the, the age I am and you know we're looking to start a family, it's really like hitting all of my buttons with with Leia's role. 
Um, yeah, I'm telling you, um, if, if Leia can charge off to foreign planets and hide in furniture and so climb can I. underneath trees, <laughs> then um, any pregnant woman can. And uh, yeah. I can lead a revolution. Your, your doctor probably does not recommend any of these activities, <laughs> by the way. You know, it's funny. Um, my midwife was a scientist before she became a midwife. And so she is just like the most evidence-based, cool-headed like logical person about stuff like that. And I would be like, can I do blank? And she's like, there's no reason not to. Do you feel up to doing blank? And I'd be like, yeah, "Yeah, I really want to. Then go do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, there's no science telling you not to do that. Uh, It was amazing. Find one of those. Brian, what about you? I mean, nothing really plot specific, but uh, I keep coming back to how Luke is written in these books. And how smart it was for Zahn to not rely on Luke being a Jedi for every single thing Luke he does. Luke be a Jedi? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, there's an, uh, there's another Simpsons reference. Well done, well done. Um, and it, it's great because it, sh- it shows him actually logicking his way through things rather than just uh, super marining his way and lightsabering through everything. Uh, it's a really stark contrast to how the expanded universe ended. And <laughs> yeah, it Luke is a hard character to write. Zahn seems to get it. And a lot of other authors, instead of trying to focus in on what makes, makes Luke work as a character, just decided to make him a super soldier. Yeah, and that's true. By the end, get of, away by with the it. end of Legends, like Luke couldn't read a book without using the Force. <laughs> well, Luke can't read. Oh no! Stop! <laughs> like, like Luke couldn't tie his shoes without using the Stop Force. Stop this! That's got to be really hard to like write Luke, though. I mean, like, I mean, that's got to be really tempting to write Luke mm-hmm. that way. Not as an illiterate, but as a as somebody who just like you know lightsabers his way through everything. I mean, we saw that in. The prequels and in the Clone Wars, not Luke yeah. specifically. Like, you know, you've got a Jedi and the temptation is to have them just whirling around with their blades 24-7. I am really uh, interested in seeing how it Luke is portrayed in The Last Jedi and Episode Nine, just because of that. Oh, really? really? Well, Are you? I'm shocked. Specifically <laughs> how they address his force powers, because we haven't... I mean, all we have right now is Rey and Kylo... And obviously Kylo is going to be over the top because he's evil. Uh, and Rey is, you know, still getting used to all of her powers. But Luke is, you know, fully trained Jedi Master. You know, are they going to go all out? Are they going to, you know, try to be more restrained yeah, and have him show moments of brilliance? You know, how much cooler is it, though, if he is restrained and then in these small moments, he just waxes the floor with people around him and yeah. then it's just just uh holsters the lightsaber and uh just calmly goes about his business i mean like the yoda moment only better yes only a lot better because- and, and, and <laughs> yeah. by better you mean not ridiculous with less flippy shit that was yeah. a surprise yeah. Right, that right. Yoda was was cool, calm, collected, thoughtful, soft spoken. But then when the time came, I wanna, he sliced at I people. I want to see it was, like really? a Dumbledore versus Voldemort moment. That's what I want to see. 
Okay, the problem is that Kylo just ain't that good. Snoke! So. Snoke. Snoke! Snoke. I mean, he looks like Voldemort already, so why not? <laughs> oh. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, Matthew. I didn't hit you. Yes, Matthew. Um, what am I doing? Favorite plot? <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, we got kind of yes. off topic. I forgot what, what we movie characters about. struck you this time around. Oh, um, yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, <laughs> Luke, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I have been thinking a lot about like the way that Zahn wrote Luke, and like not so much what you're talking about with like having him show restraint, um, or Zahn showing restraint rather, um with how he writes Luke, but, like, the way that Zahn, like, describes Luke using the Force, I really enjoy. Like, he makes it a physical, tangible thing, and I really like that. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, and I mean, I... Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciated Leia's arc more this time around. I mean, I still like her more in the third book where she's more in the thick of things, but, um, Spoilers. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I always sort of found her, uh, her stay on Honiger a little, um, boring in the past. And I mean, it's still like not the most exciting part of the book, but, um, but I, I appreciate the, the nuance in the way that Zahn writes her a little bit more this time. Um, and I mean, all of them, really. I mean, Han and Lando are like the 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 bro dudes of the spaceways, and <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> it's all good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I will say the Lando plot is is a lot of fun too. It, it is the bromance going about the galaxy, and every now and then, Han Lando reminding Han, "You remember you did drag me to this? Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not here really voluntarily. I want to go home." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm really appreciating that this time around. So two Simpsons oh, and, and references and Friends the, reference. Excellent. In light of the oh, excerpts that, that we got from Empire's End, like it's just that much more poignant that you're like, yeah, let Lando go home. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyler, you get to go last again. Um, <laughs> Leia. <laughs> for all the reasons that have been said <laughs> uh, I'm, well I mean well not the pregnancy thing because I haven't experienced that and probably never will um, I like how you're open to I it I like the probably <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean you can experience it with someone else with a partner you know or I mean friend. yeah but also they have those those um what it, the, the the machines that that uh, imitate pain or whatever I don't know <laughs> Anyway, um, also science. You never know. Yeah, science. science man. Um, if you love science. Um, <laughs> yeah, for those reasons. Cool. This is what happens when I go last. All right. Well, you're going that... first next time around. Uh, oh, oh no. <laughs> so, um, comparing or you know talking about the two books, um, obviously. You know the the structure is different because it's first book versus second book in the in the series. Um, the one thing I'm finding this time around, and this isn't you know saying that it's necessarily bad, 
But uh, there are a lot of coincidences in these books. There really are. <laughs> um, the force, Nancy. It's it, the force. It, I guess so. But I, I mean, and it's not to the point where I'm going to, you know, it's going to make me not enjoy these books. But there's a lot of coincidences. And especially like, every time like Niles right Ferrier the is there. <laughs> yeah, Why did no one mention him as their favorite character? <laughs> because he's imagine. not actually a character. He's <laughs> yeah. just a plot device. Because I ruined him by uh, thinking, making you all think of smoking. Niles Crane. <laughs> he's just I, honestly, I can't plot picture Niles Crane. Like, I tried that, but, like, I like the image in my head of like of Niles Ferrier is like too stuck in my head. He's like, he's like this short squat, like bearded. I don't even know if he, he's described as having a beard. Yeah, he like, is. I'll, I'll find him with a, I'll find a picture too. of him. He's like, like a swarthy man with a beard. I'm wondering if I am picturing him from the comics and don't remember that. Cause I did read the comics a million years ago. Now I'm just like imagining a, short and squat. Now I'm just imagining Patton Oswalt. No, he's like, he, he's uh, like, but he's like more square shaped than. Pat I'm dropping Oswald. a picture of him in the show notes for you guys. He's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't really know how to describe him, but um, he, he, like, oh uh, wait, what the, the hell? Op- <laughs> oh, that's not that's that's not. You didn't do what you wanted to do there. <laughs> no, I did not. Jeez, I don't know what that like, was, but basically, take uh, David Hyde Pierce and imagine go. the opposite, and that's pretty much how I feel like Niles Ferrier looks. Um, okay, I'm clicking on this link now. Um, yeah, kind of, but like with less of a neck. <laughs> <laughs> with less of a neck. Yeah, like no no neck farrier is how I how I picture him. Um but um oh yeah, coincidences. I mean like okay, so like there are good Stephen King books and there are bad Stephen King books, and in the good Stephen King books, like he sort of like can sometimes tread the line of like coincidence and fate or whatever, but like you can always tell when Stephen King is stuck because then like Ka intervenes <laughs> or fate, or in one book it's in several books actually, it's literally God intervening on the behalf of of the characters and it's just it's really bad and ridiculous and like zahn is like on the other side of that but he he tickles with it he's he's dangerously close at times and uh dropping another picture that just makes me laugh and i mean maybe i'm only really where are you putting these because i'm not finding them in the show notes either top of the show notes you know maybe i'm only really noticing it uh here this time around because you know i'm reading it with an eye towards discussing and analyzing it and i don't normally do that with books you Mm -hmm. know i normally just read for pleasure yeah uh but uh but yeah i'm really noticing it this time around (laughs) (laughs) yeah dark force rising was always my second uh was always my least favorite of the trilogy um i think that's gonna hold true this time around too um but yeah i'll yeah, I mean, like I said, the Honiger stuff isn't thrilling until the very end, and the Niles Farrier's like repeated appearances get old pretty fast. <laughs> um, but it does have the great heist aboard the Chimera, which yes. is amazing. So and good. I, and I, especially after there was a heist, and you know, the whole like plot of the first book was was a heist, basically. So I appreciate that we got two Zon heists in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and and I like the the heist we didn't get, which was they get there to get the ships, and someone has already stolen them. 
Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. The I'm I'm on deadline and I was gonna write a heist, but now I'm not going to. <laughs> Like, have you actually scanned this? Do you know how many there are? Were there supposed to be hundreds? There are fifteen. <laughs> Oops. Oh no, I meant I meant aboard the coral. Oh band, yeah. The, oh yeah. The under the too. sea can't you? Like, I love that they geared up for for a really like you know exciting game of cat and mouse aboard the underwater casino, and then it's like nope, end of the escape pod. Goodbye. <laughs> but no, I just really like that they they finally arrived with with the the fleet and it's like super exciting and they're going to have all of these ships and there are 15 of them. Yeah. Because like, someone yay, we got here. Stealing Oops. them all along. Oh no. Like that's one of those moments where you could just hear Han Solo being like, it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it, it is great. I mean, we, we joked about how he like kept hammering home the fact that like, Oh, well they're going to need crews. They're going to need crews. It's going to take them a while to get those crews. And then, at the end it's like oh no they cloned the cruise um but i mean that's that's a really great like conceit to like end the book on like you know have a really dramatic and and powerful cliffhanger going into the last book it's it's good stuff yep um let's see so for those of us who have read the books before so tyler i lied and you don't get to answer this question first (laughs) Oh, denied. Wow. I can't believe you're, you're putting out such alternative facts. Wow. Um, has your opinions changed then versus now? Brian, you For look me, not, re- not really. I still enjoy these books every, much, every bit as much now as I did then. I'm just, I- I'm enjoying l- the nuances of the books more yeah. this time around. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Um, I, I had, I had gained a disdain for Mara from having read much of the <laughs> EU past this and, um, really worked hard before we got started to divorce myself from that and try to see these books clean again and really give them a clean reread. Um, and I have managed to do that. And I was like, oh, right. This is why I really adored Mara when I first read these books. I didn't have any of those other ridiculous Mary Sue bad decisions that were heaped upon her later (laughs) coloring my judgment in these books. She's actually a really great character. So I'm glad to have rediscovered a love for Mara. Um, But you know who I wasn't able to pack away bad feelings about is Borsk Felia. I am still (laughs) with him for something he's going to do to Leia in about 20 years. Um, I'm still furious with him for that. I will never forgive him. And so, um, you can There's say what of- it is, because we're not. It, it's um, who cares if we spoil the new Jedi Order? So, <laughs> yeah, so the Yuuzhan Vong are incoming, and Leia's trying to convince the government, which she is not running anymore. Borsk is the president, trying to convince them that maybe they ought to try to do something. And um, she brings up Alderaan, and he's like, "Well, yes, you always <laughs> take it back to that, don't you?" Like you always talk about the freaking second Death Star. I know. Right? Oh, it's my fault. Like, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> he picks on her when their planet is under assault from bringing up the fact that hers was destroyed and she's trying to keep theirs from getting destroyed. He's such <laughs> a jerk. He's a horrible person. Oh, and then don't forget, he evacuates ahead of everybody else, leaving Leia on the planet to give the speech to rouse the troops to save the planet. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's horrible. He's horrible. He's wait, wait, did I just hear Into the Woods lyrics? That that is legitimately what it sounded like. But <laughs> should be. He's, it should be. In fact, um, some friends of mine and I were writing a, a parody of Into the Woods that was all Star Wars stories. Not gonna oh lie, God. and I'm sure that's God in there bless. somewhere. He's so terrible. Like I, I always, I always forget how terrible he is until I read a book with him in it, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's <laughs> awful. Uh huh. Yep, he is the, the worst. He is the actual worst. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um. So yeah, um, my opinions really haven't changed very much. I I I am really appreciating the books more this time around, partially because you know I'm reading for analysis, but also because I the books are legends now, so I feel like I not necessarily. I don't want to say that they don't count because I hate that mindset. But, There's always a bit of truth in legends. Yeah, but I mean, like, I can just <laughs> appreciate it for the story and not, like, the effect on the expanded universe. And, like, that's, you know, partly, like, what Brian was saying about how Luke was written during the end of Legends and how, you know, all the plots seem to just kind of get ridiculous um, I felt more like I was reading to find out what happened rather than enjoying the story for just being a good story. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, these books were, you know, the first written, so it has that benefit of not having all the baggage. But it is nice to just be able to read a self-contained story and know that it's not affecting everything about the Star Wars galaxy. And I think that stems from reading a lot of fanfic in AUs. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it's just another good story. Um, yeah. So, loose threads. Let's talk about the loose threads we want to... Brian is talking to me. Oh, weren't we supposed to let Tyler say Tyler something here? Tyler can't talk about what his opinion was about the books because he never read them before. But didn't we have a section <laughs> in the notes for new opinions? Tyler, what is your new opinion of the books? No new opinions allowed. <laughs> Tyler, do you like um, the books? Well, are they good? Well, uh, uh, see, see, these books are good. And, um, <laughs> and you like them? <laughs> Okay, I do I do have a legit question as a newbie. So if if we are not around to guide you through more <laughs> through more books, are do you think you will keep reading them on your own? Would that be something like you would Legends? Yes. I or, mean, or you said yeah, that so incredulously. Some... <laughs> <laughs> Legends? Seriously? <laughs> No, just like I, I wasn't entirely sure. Like, but why? Courtship of Princess you... Leia? <laughs> yeah, don't read no. that one. Don't read that one. I'm up to my elbows. I mean, we'll in give you a list, just... but still. Han Solo, what a man! What a man! Han Solo, what a man! Solo, he's every princess's dream. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a terrible song, and it's a terrible book, and just don't do it. Is that? And now that song will be in my head for days. Yes, Tyler, that is actually in the book. <laughs> Oh my god. And it has like 347 verses. Oh my <laughs> the virtues god. of King Han Solo. It's the name of the song. That's that's a thing. That so yeah, now world. that we've said all that, are you gonna continue reading legends when this is done? 
I mean, I'm currently reading some legend stuff, so mm-hmm. probably yes. Uh, but I'll be very peculiar. <laughs> no, yeah, I no, I'd be really interested to see if you continue on reading the the Zon books after um after this is done, just because. Yeah. If I can find them, yeah. Totally. Of course, you can find them. All in print. <laughs> well, yeah, but also they need to have the legends banner across the front, otherwise it's going to bug me forever. Oh my god! <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know my life. <laughs> I don't know your pain. So now moving on to the last command, book three. Wait. Do I what? get to talk about my comparison? Oh my god! Okay, fine. Versus now? <laughs> yes! I'm sick, I okay? I, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what, what everybody else said. No, um... I mean, honestly, yeah, pretty much what everybody else said. Like, I, I still really enjoy them. Um, I've always enjoyed these books. Uh, that hasn't changed, even though I, I nitpick them on the show. I, I nitpick with love. Um, <laughs> and, and like I say, you know, I'm, I'm reading them now more for analysis than I ever did before. And so, you know, I might be more inclined to sort of like, you know, pull at some of the threads. Um, and I see you've just, uh, dropped a link <laughs> to the virtues of King on Solo. I have. In the show notes. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I completely lost the train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, no, that's fine. Um, what to do. Books, books good then. Books good now. Um, Stop stealing my lines. <laughs> he stole my bit. He stole my bit. Um, is that a Simpsons reference? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, that was another Simpsons. Okay, that's reference. what we. That's what oh, we, it was. Right. I, I guess. Trust I guess us, ladies right. and gentlemen. We're professional. Yes, right. Um. So yeah, no, that it, yeah, they're good. I love these books. I always have, and I suspect that I always will. Cool. Um. So now moving on to the last command. <laughs> Boy, yeah, we were gonna do a short show to this week. Shut huh? up. Oh. Um. So last command is the longest book of this of the trilogy. Shockingly enough, the last book is the longest. Uh. There's a lot of loose plot threads to tie up um we've got sabioth and all of the clone soldiers and what exactly is sabioth doing with the soldiers uh he's going to lead them in a really fancy dance number i was about to to make a comment very similar to what tyler said but more what did tyler say (laughs) he said there's a fix for that oh no Oh, hang on, hang on. I bet there is. Um, da, 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 the return of Tyler's fanfic corner. <laughs> as soon I wanna, as I can figure out how to spell Sabiath's name again, I come back to fan, me. I want to read a fanfic of Sabiath and like 10 Sabiath clones. No. Like all of them. like Right? The, the ultimate oh go F yourself? Making sweet, sweet love. This is so gross. <laughs> Somebody remind me to uh, put in some saxophone music here in post. Stop it! I hate Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I want. A little yeah. Kenny G. <laughs> so yeah, Savioth is nice. controlling the clones and being really weird, yeah, and it's yeah, it's creepy. Moving on. Uh, it's creepy and sexy. 
moving on. <laughs> um, they keep talking about Mon- Mount Tantus. Not to be confused with Mount Yoda. No, not Mount Yoda. Um, Mount Tantus is what I call it. Oh my god. Matthew! <laughs> Go to your room. Wait, no, that's that's Dark Force. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Okay, so sadly, sadly, there's still only the one Thank chick. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure that if I actually research I could find something better. Why but don't you find weird. Luke and Mara fic instead? There's two Okay, anyone look. Can you should, anyone no, can do that. Anyone can do that. Okay. Him <laughs> that me. Never mind. He's too young. <clears throat> fine then. Find me some good Thrawn Paleon fic at least. Okay, fine. Fine. You asked for this. <laughs> I was. I'm really interested in Sabiath and the clones, though. No. If you find that tag on AO3, just drop that into the. No. Into the I, I, I went. Into, I went into Jor into into Jor's tag, and there's only like four works. And there's there's only one that is uh, like moderately shippy. Well, then <sighs> one of us needs to write that. Uh, no. Obi-Wan only has four works. That's insane. Yeah. Look at those washboard abs. Uh, Sabioth and the Clones, uh, by the way, is the name of my Journey cover band. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was looking for the joke. <laughs> oh. Okay, moving on. Mount Tantus. Yeah. I suspect something will happen there. In the next oh, book. Yeah. Something's definitely going to happen. I'm going to move Mount on now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Saxophone music. So now Leia has recruited the Nogri to fight against the Empire. And she has agreed to return to Honiger. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that play out. And uh, as a little hi- uh, preview... For what happens, uh, we get the wonderful name Han Clan Solo in the next book. Um, but and the even better name, Consort of the Lady Vader. Yes. Because <laughs> I want that on a business card. Matriarchal. I'm pretty sure he got that for the win somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leia is now almost about to pop. Uh, so she gonna have babies in the next book. Spoilers. And I'm so excited. If Zahn remembers that she's pregnant for long enough. <laughs> um, I'm like, you don't even know, like, there, there's this moment, like, when your OTP gets married, and you're like, they're really married, they're really gonna stay together forever, and then you're like, yeah, no, they're having babies. There is- Speaking of OTPs, um, surprisingly- <laughs> they didn't stay together forever. Um... There isn't that many, or at least what I'm seeing, there isn't that much Paleon Thrawn fic, but there's a lot of That's Paleon Mithrodn, whatever that name uh, is. Mithrodnurodo. Yeah, there's actually a surprising amount of that. So it's that's the same. It's the same person, Tyler. That's, that's Thrawn's full name. That's <laughs> his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm leaving this podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> so, to yeah. be fair, we don't learn that yeah, we don't, in this book. We don't learn that until the Hand of Thrawn. We don't, we don't learn most of the Chiss backstory until the Hand of Thrawn books. We don't even know the word Chiss until the Hand of Thrawn yeah. books. So, okay. Uh, well, okay. I feel less bad. Yes. Now. Mithra Naruto. I'm very. One of the 
one of the few instances when I was not trying to make you feel bad. Yeah. Okay. Also, what the hell, AO3? You're using that as the preferred <laughs> name tag? <laughs> right? No, it's, it's weird. It's weird. There's like, there's uh, Paleon, myth, whatever, the, and then it's Paleon Thrawn is like two separate tags. Because on AO3, people can create their own. Yeah. Uh, anarchy. Yeah. It is a little bit. This is what happens when you put power in the hands of the people. Still well, you can better than fanfiction.net. Oh. Still <laughs> You can better. add tags for ships that aren't actually in there to get people who like those ships to open your fic. It's really tricky and not cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't, oh gosh, I saw something terrible. Well, yeah, you're on AO3. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like Armitage, Hux, and Thrawn. Oh, oh, that's filthy. Uh, I want to read that. Do you want to know? Do you want to know the name? No. Tell me the name of it. No. <laughs> I'd let you choke me to death, but you <laughs> wouldn't. Okay. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Wow. We don't mean that. Totally we don't want to. I'm night on Mount Tantus. We don't want to kink I'm shame, totally but moving on. That. Yes. So Leia's and gonna that's have. All for Tyler's Leia's gonna order. have babies in the next book. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Babies. Twin babies. Also, twin babies there is a picture from the Last Command comic adaptation uh, during the scene where Leia gives birth. That is one of my absolute favorite pictures from the Expanded Universe, and I will share it when it comes up. Um, it is the doctor giving the thumbs up as he is ready to catch the baby coming out. It's amazing. I was going to say, is this, is this up there with that expression Kanan makes in, in Kanan number one? Where he's like, whoa, that, yes. that is, oh. It's better. It's better. <laughs> what I love um, in in that scene, and we will we'll talk like extensively about it when it comes up is the the galaxy far far away having really lame options for pain relief yeah uh, oh yeah it's like yeah okay i won't spoil it we'll yeah. talk about it in the book, but it's terrible it's really, i mean now it's really silly <laughs> it is and i again it's the kind of thing you think about i was in labor for 27 hours Ugh. um before they had to stop it and there was an emergency and it was terrible. But like I was in labor for 27 hours with no pain relief. And I think no pain relief is better than what they give Leia in this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I can at least walk around. <laughs> so now uh, another loose thread that they've been talking about for both of the books, uh, Delta Source. It has been officially named now... It is some sort of leak in the council, uh, passing information to the Empire. Who is it? What is it? Where is it? When do and we you find know what? out? It's How so obvious. It? It's so it? obvious. And it's so funny that I I didn't see it the first time I read it. Because now rereading it, I'm like, that's really obvious. Like, it's right in front of us. Tune in next I week mean, to the season finale of right 24 of to us. find out who it is. <laughs> It's, it's not true. It's, it's not so obvious that you could like guess it because that's insane. Nobody could guess that. But like I, it's, I feel but, like it's the kind of thing I would have I should have figured out. Tyler, but I, I just no. wasn't Tyler is it. so the intrigued right now. The information is not there for you to guess it. But it, it the, is too the at, at this are, point. By, right now, right now we've got all the information. <laughs> no, we've we got do all not. the information. Absolutely not. <laughs> The hints are there for, for second-time readers to There's go back hint. and be like, oh, yeah. 
Definitely. There are multiple hints. There are multiple hints. There are multiple but hints. I I maintain that nobody could possibly have guessed what it actually was. Yeah. I I have to go with Matthew on this one. <laughs> it's definitely I'm definitely going like, oh yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised at how early and subtle the hints yeah. were. Tyler. Like, I'm super impressed. Tyler. What is your predictions for Delta Source? Watch, he's going to say exactly what it is. <laughs> no one, no like, one react. No one react. Tyler, what is your prediction for Delta Source? Go. I don't want to say because I don't want to sound stupid in like three episodes. No, no, no. Tell us. It's it's uh. longer than that because I think it it's later that we find out. <laughs> Go ahead. I uh, um gosh, who could it possibly be? Uh, of course, now I can't think of anything. So, <laughs> um, I love my brain. I mean, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Um, Belia. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of the, you know, logical answer. But yeah, we'll find out if you're correct or not. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say here. So no, it's okay. We're just here for your predictions. We're reliving this. I'm just here you. so I don't get fined. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Richard Sherman. No, is that right, no, the other Lynch. guy? Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Same Marshawn. team. <laughs> yeah. What? Is what are? What is, is this? A sports thing happening? It right is. Now? It's a sports I'm thing. Just here so I don't get fined. Yes, it is exactly. There's a, a player on the Seattle do... Seahawks who uh, he didn't want to go to the press. Uh, he doesn't conferences. like to talk. Bless his heart. And so he just he showed up trouble. and was like, I just sh- am here so I don't get fined. <laughs> that was the answer to every question every time <laughs> because they did find him for not showing up to one at one point. I mean, he honestly, like that, that's a, that's like a me move right there. So <laughs> <laughs> Literally, every reporter would ask him, so Marshawn, how are you feeling about Sunday? I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> over really and not, over. It's, it was sort amazing. Of obeying the, law, the letter of the law, but not the spirit. It's like yeah. the... The Rolling Stones putting out a fuck you album for their for their uh, label. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. Um, fail- so speaking of failure, we've got the whole failure and Akbar uh, line, <laughs> which he's uh, failure. Like just he's wanting somebody to push failure off the top of the Imperial Center. Yes. And I he's alive 20 years from now, so that doesn't happen. But I need it to happen. <laughs> Somebody write me that fix. Somebody write me the assassination of Borsk Felia. I would like I need that. that in my life. And I think this is going to be even more complicated by Garmbel Iblis's return to the New Republic. Uh, I'm very uh, eager to. I, s- I have a question for for the for the pod. Yes. Would you rather have in power Felia or Trump? Oh God. <laughs> Trump. Shoes. Really? Trump. Really? Wow. Uh, I, you know. Uh... He's that bad. Failia is that, that bad. Oh. Plus, Failia has a whole planet worth of minions, and Trump has like nine. Um, <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I have to go with Failia, because Failia at least still recognizes the importance of decorum. Yeah, I have to go with Failia, too. Believes in the Republic. It's, it's like, it's like the, the Death difference. Star just like, Plus, 
he is on the good side. Like, he's completely misguided and he's a terrible being, but he is on the good side. The the right, you know. So, yeah. As much as it pains me, I would have to pick failure. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I feel, too. <laughs> Maybe I'm just being racist and pick the human. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, I mean, you're I mean, very, everyone's very a little bit racist, racist sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm eager to see Bill Ibis' return and to see him and Mon Mothma have their sparks flying. <laughs> That's what the kids are calling it these days. Well, because I haven't read this book since I came up with that whole theory of them, you know, having a I'm, hot I'm right love affair. Here. What? What? These kids and. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Mon Mothma has seen a spark in her life. <laughs> she's a, a pr- attractive lady, okay? She's an attractive lady, but she's just like I'm Mon Mothma, and I talk like this all the time. Yeah, be she would talk NPR. like that in bed. Why? What's wrong with that? Oh, oh, Garm, yes, yes, Garm. <laughs> just like that. Okay, so, so um, what I'm getting you. from this is that uh, asexual on <laughs> yes? Now, the... Uh, it's a the, chance uh, for you to make a fresh start. The, the, oh, God. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the Rogue One novelization does confirm that she, she likes boys, so... What? what? Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's an aside where she talks about the summer where she discovered boys. What? I have to read this book. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I that. Feel, I feel like I, yeah. I she's like wh- she's like I just she discovered boys and like she was going to be a historian and then but then she went like back to politics. It was like her summer of rebellion. <laughs> I mean, her life, whole life is rebellion. But it was a sort of different kind of rebellion. It yeah, was like, it was rebellion against the expectations of her parents because her parents it was were like taking a gap year. Okay. But yeah, I should reread that was, book because I don't remember very much of it. <laughs> I made myself read it because I always read books on release day. Mm-hmm. But like, then Carrie died and I don't remember anything for about five days. So I don't remember much of that book and I probably should read it again. Yeah. It's a good book. You All can right. read my review at Tashi-Station.net. <laughs> I did indeed read your review at Tashi-Station.net. <laughs> And now, finally, for the last but most important plot thread <laughs> is Mara's compulsion to kill Luke. Will she succeed? Oh, thought, Will she do I, it? <laughs> I thought you were going to mention Ghent. I thought he was the most important plot I mean, thread. Ghent is I important. Like Ghent. Ghent goes Ghent. along with the whole Failure and Akbar thing. It, it turns out that Ghent is crucial to the uh, the entire uh, Thrawn plot. He is. And uh, he's sort of the linchpin to the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so is Mara going to succeed? Is she going to kill Luke? <laughs> no. From what I can gather, people certainly wish. Um, she'll probably murder his virginity, though. Spo- spoilers, she 100% does not kill Luke. And also, <laughs> Luke is not a virgin. Where do you think the nickname Wormy came from? <laughs> also, you've you've seen you've seen that that deleted scene with with uh, Biggs, right? <laughs> yes, I, was Biggs. I'm yeah, just saying. Okay. Look how quiet I'm, I'm saying, being. With that mustache, big mustache. There's not a lot to do on tattooing. That's my and, favorite. Uh, and that's Cam- my second. Cammy hit that. That's my Cammy second that favorite gif of Luke when he goes, "Look how quiet I can be." <laughs> 
<laughs> True. I can be quiet. So cute. Um, but yes. Luke is still a precious, precious cinnamon roll. He is. And so, yeah, I'm really... Well, he's kind of a, a dry, cracked cinnamon roll right now. No. And... <laughs> Worms are very moist. Ew. No. <laughs> Ew. But yes, I'm really looking forward You're to welcome. seeing this, how it it pays off. And um, I mean, this is the book. The Last Command is a book I have memorized more because of, you know, when you write fanfic, you have to read certain scenes over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, I have no idea what you're I talking have. about, Nancy. So it's really good. And I'm excited. And yeah. I wonder. I hope she doesn't kill Luke. <laughs> I think your odds are good. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, she's so like she still hears his voice in her head, and it's like she doesn't really want to kill Luke, and like she kind of knows now she doesn't want to. But when you got some guy screaming in your head the whole, all the time, it's... boy, let me tell you, I've had that, <laughs> and it's not fun. Oh boy. Is it the emperor? I just I think they need a little more hate sex. I really no, do. It's uh it's Forrest Whitaker actually <laughs> telling me to save the dream. Brian. Do the other one. Do the other one. Save the rebellion. <laughs> save the dream. No, not that one. Your famous Asad Guerrero thing. My famous Saw Guerrero thing. I thought that was that my was famous Saw Guerrero. Borgolet? Oh. Oh. Borgolet! <laughs> There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Lies, deceptions, <laughs> alternative facts. So many requests. And Borgullet. And Borgullet. Okay. Trump That's what Borgullet. Me- <laughs> Borgullet. Set Borsk up a meeting with Borgullet. Borgullet, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, we are looking forward to reading through the last command next week. We'll be back with chapters one through four of The Last Command. Uh, We are on schedule to finish at the end of March. So provided we don't have any more mixers that blow up. And well, we'll have to combine. Yeah, Brian. Because we have to finish. Our new mixer is blowing up, yo, (laughs) TJ Fresh. Oh, my God. I don't even remember if that was the name I gave you. Yeah, he was DJ Funk. Oh, DJ Funk. Yeah. so um yeah we will be finished at the end of march and then beginning of april we will have a recap episode in which we talk about the entire trilogy talk about rebels and talk about uh preview thrawn uh maybe if we're feeling like it we will come back and do an episode about thrawn um, I was just about to suggest that very thing. Yes. I thought we totally should do that from Celebration, but some of y'all aren't coming. Well, also, some of us some aren't... Some of y'all are poor. <laughs> some of us aren't going to read the book in time and have time to prepare podcasts when we're also preparing a gala. <laughs> because some of us will want to take a nap afterwards. It's okay. You can just say it's me. No, it's me. I told you not to apply for the podcast stage. I didn't apply for the podcast stage. <laughs> I know. He didn't apply for the podcast stage. I know. I told Meanwhile, you. I'm over here like sad face. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> but I also have like a long flight to get there uh, in which to read the book. 
during which you guys are going to be like schlepping crates of stadium cups and art pieces back and forth to the hotel. So like really, I have like a six hour. I'll be at work at that time because I have to work on the Wednesday because I'll be at home kicking back, hopefully with my review copy of the audiobook. (laughs) Sorry. I'll be, I don't know. (laughs) Existing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't sound so excited, Tyler. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'll be um, slapping uh, suitcases full of Funko Pops across the country. And... Yay! So yes, those are our plans, and um, I'm sure we will come back to talk about Thrawn. Um, don't have any plans to do later books in the series because make writing show modes takes a lot more time. <laughs> We, we've kind of been neglecting TSR. Yeah. If I if I did do it, I w- it would be like one chapter a week and it would take like an entire year to finish one book because those books are long. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us on this slap happy recap episode. That turned out to be longer than our normal episodes. Oops. <laughs> I told you. Nancy's like, we're going to keep this episode under an hour. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Oh, Never well, I, was, I, I was like, how long can a recap take? We've talked about all this before. This is silly. 20 minutes tops. <laughs> now we know. Is half the battle. When you get all of us together, it's never going to be a short conversation. <laughs> yes. True. So thank you all for joining us again. We are, as always, a Tashi Station podcast. And this episode has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and by you, our Patreon subscribers, Thank you again for our awesome new mixer, DJ Mix-A-Lot, whatever the name of it is. DJ Funk. DJ Funk. Thank you for DJ Funk. It is not DJ Funk. (laughs) (laughs) I named him. It's done. (laughs) You can find us all on Twitter with the handles Tashi underscore station, Nancy Pants, Lane Winree, MR Bowers, Manda the Ginger, and Cyberpunk Warlock. Uh, also, you can find all information about the Drowning in Moonlight Gala at, at Carrie Gala. You can find all our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. And tune in next week when we begin our discussion of The Last Command. Bye! 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 Bye.